hello. Hello and welcome to Talk. Show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. He's still working on this South African accent and it's getting better. It's getting better for sure. But every time I do put on headphones to listen to myself doing it, I'm like, this is bad. I, I swear to you, I just walked the dog. I was doing the accent the whole way. I thought it was going great. And then I come and put headphones on and I listen to myself. Hey, welcome to Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Coming at you live from Rose Bay. That's not too bad. It does sometimes feel a little bit Lebanese. Coming you from St. Ives. St. Ives, bro. I don't know. This is hard. You do realise in trying to do accents, they're all kind of the same. It's a fine line between Australian, South African, Irish and Lebanese um, in only one way, and that is accents. That is the only way that it's the same. Um, I am, I'm working on it. I've been, for, for new listeners of the show who are wondering who this uh, South African host is, I'm working on my South African accent on behalf of the listeners of this podcast. I'm working very hard. I'm watching a lot of YouTube, trying to understand how to do a South African accent. And boy, the, the, <laughs> does, you do lose it very, very easily, Tom, don't you? I've got to say, like, man, the South African accent, it's grating. I don't have to tell you guys, you're listening to a bad version of it already. It, it is, it is, you know. There are very few people on YouTube with South African accents uh, whose company you enjoy, digitally or physically, I imagine. It's a lot. It is a lot. They're very frustrating individuals that I've chosen to mimic. I should have chosen, like, I, uh, there's a part of me that thinks I should have just done a Conor McGregor accent because I could watch that guy talk on YouTube for forever. Um, but no, instead of... <sighs> chosen to, to to try and try and emulate my most ashamed quarter of my cultural makeup, which is South African. I am bought Afrikaans. It's it's and it gets French sometimes. Afrikaans. What's that? Afrikaans. Um, look, uh, I've been I've been I've been given the challenge for new listeners to the podcast. I've been given the challenge uh, of learning an accent across this podcast. It is getting better. I know it's bad, but it's getting better. It truly is. Um, and uh, to, to what end, you may ask? Well, I asked last week, give me a famous speech from culture. Tell me what you would like me to say in a South African accent. And I was given, I was, I, was, I, was, I was talking about John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King. But instead, dear listener, what, what I have been asked to potentially replicate in a South African accent on this podcast is, uh, oh, wait a sec, am I going to be able to, I was going to try and play it live on the podcast, but the technology, the technological capability I have access to does not merit that. Um, uh, the Liam Neeson speech from Taken is what I have to work on. I have to work out how to say, um, I don't know what you want. I don't know, I don't even know the speech that well, but what I have is a very specific set of skills, and it does go Irish very quickly because Liam Neeson is still inside me. But I do have a very specific set of skills. It's not bad. The good, it's, a, it's good that it starts with, I don't know. I can do that. I don't know what you, I don't know what you want. It is very Lebanese. It is very wog boy at this stage, which is not the intention. The intention is, uh, is, 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 is really Tony Gregg. Oh, it's hard and fast. But it, it still comes out a little bit. Eshe bro. Eshe bro? I am not in touch with the culture. Today, what have I got to talk to you guys about? Well, I'm going to be honest. This is my second time recording this podcast because the first one, well, I did say some rather disparaging things about International Women's Day, which while on brand, I think we can all agree, 
That is something that I would say on this podcast. It did perhaps feel uh, not that funny um, and more of a soundbite that was going to bring me down one day. All I was saying was I think International Women's Day is a very important day. I just prefer the other 364. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's important. I'm not saying it's not worthwhile. I'm just saying I don't like it. No, I just, I've got to attend a, an hour-long conference, at, not conference, an hour-long presentation at work tomorrow about International Women's Day and uh, be reminded of everything that myself, my fathers and grandfathers did wrong. Which, uh, look, fair play, no shortage. There is no shortage of content to fill there. Um, don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. All my bosses are women. But, uh, hey, not, not nothing to say. All I'm saying is, you know, it's it's great. We have, you know, Black History Month was February. We just had uh, a couple of weeks for, for World Pride. Now we have International Women's Day, and I think it's good. Get all this stuff out of the way up top so we can really start enjoying the year, you know, so I can really stop focusing on all the horrible things that uh, I am somehow responsible for. <laughs> because I know that's not really the point to those things, you know. Mardi Gras used to be a protest for change, and now it's a victory lap. But... It's 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 important. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. It's great. It's great. Important. Culturally uh, relevant. Um, it just doesn't benefit me at all. And as such, I can't help but question the value of it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I had a realization about this the other day. I'm trying to work it into a bit, which is like racism. You know, uh, uh, white supremacy, misogyny, homophobia. All of it objectively horrific subjectively, at worst for me, irrelevant, um, you know, at best, kind of beneficial. The gender pay gap, uh, objectively, a horrible thing for society to have. It makes no sense. It, it shows very little empathy for the women who do so much for our society. But subjectively, it kind of only works out in my favor. So really anything that I do, uh, for any of those causes is probably more meaningful than anything a woman could do for them because, of course, she wants it. She's going to benefit. Me, on the other hand, pure altruism, sacrifice. If it's really a purpose, it must cost you something. That's what I believe. And the only person that stands to lose anything is the straight white man, the noblest of... <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's move on swiftly, shall we? Did I learn nothing? Did I learn nothing from what I just recorded, like literally two hours ago, and then walked my dog around the park going, you can't put you can't it wasn't even it wasn't that funny it wasn't clear you were joking was it clear i was joking ladies <laughs> uh no i don't want to alienate any. i've just started developing uh a, a, a not substantial but you know i can name four women who listen to this podcast now that is unprecedented that is truly so, something else that is oh no i've lost it now that's no good hey is the accent anywhere near okay True, it is truly remarkable how putting a microphone to it does just, it just capitulates entirely. It's pathetic. I've had a, um, I've had an interesting week. I was in Perth for a wedding. I'm going to tell you about that. I watched the UFC on Sunday. Don't know if you did. I watched a couple of episodes of Maths. Two days back to back watching an episode of Maths. I'm not proud of it. And, uh, boy, do I have some opinions. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be short and sweet. If I'm gonna be honest, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slightly short episode. Before I get into all that, a couple of things, just a, a few little bits of housekeeping. If you or anyone you know live in Adelaide, please send them to my show. It is it's dire. I had a fucking panic attack this morning. I sold three tickets. 
I have 447 left to sell. It's a worry. Now, what I've been told, all right, for my mum who was already panicking hearing this, what I've been told is that uh, people buy tickets late to these things. You know, I've got tons of people clicking the link on my ad. It's, I'm sure I'm sure they're going to show up. But in the off chance that they don't, please tell everyone, tell anyone you know who lives anywhere south of Alice Springs in that in that vicinity, just get get them in the door. Yeah, any, anywhere you can. If they use the code mates rate to check out, they'll get two for one. Or you can use the code respect to get 10% off. But I, you know, look, mates rates now, I've never used the term mates more liberally. And I went to an all boys private school where you use mate. Just, I mean, mate is a great word for when you forget someone's name, which I constantly am doing. I forget people's names the minute I meet them. Even if they have something to offer me, no, it's gone. You know that thing when you're at a party and someone's like, hey, this is blank. And the first thing I have is like, hey, nice to meet you. And the second that I have is, fuck, what was his name? I really should have been paying attention to that part. That was the only thing I needed to pay attention to. Um, so, yes, number one, please send people to my other show. Likewise, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, you guys know the deal. Um, I'll put the, 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 the details in the show notes. You can check them out. You can get the link. Tell your friends. Fuck, I need you to. Um, also, if you haven't already, I haven't asked you to do this, but you should. If you haven't already, hit subscribe, would you? Just go ahead and hit subscribe on your Spotify, your Apple Music, what, Apple Podcast, whatever it is, because that way, every time there's a new episode, you'll be reminded. I would have to tell you on my Instagram, which you probably ignore anyway, and then you won't miss an episode. Because what if, what if every week I've had a different X number? I'm not going to tell you how many people listen to this podcast. You can't make me do that. A, a different selection. What if every week it's been a different group of people? And in reality... I've accumulated thousands of listeners who have just listened to one episode and then and never come back. Now, would that that might actually be more troubling because then someone's only ever listened. I've listened to it once and never again. Um, but hey, the more you get recommended it in your in your little feed, the more you listen to it, the the the, the better time we'll all have. Especially me, especially me trying to trying to, you know, I, I, look, guys, I need to monetize you. And right now, there are not enough for you. There's not enough of you for me to sell you on Squarespace and get paid for it, all right? I don't have enough of you listening for me to tell you about the benefits of MeUndies uh, outside of just doing it apropos of nothing, just doing some real pro bono work for Blue Apron, um, which I don't even know if exists anymore. I'm just trying to think. Remember, do you remember the, the, the ads that just every podcast seemed to sponsor? What was that about? Just every, they were like, you know what people who listen to podcasts, you know people who don't listen to radio anymore, you know what they all like? Uh, independent underwear, making food at home and making a website about it, apparently. Because that was every single podcast. Squarespace, MeUndies, Blue Apron. Uh, but uh, but no, 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 I haven't had a single, I, I, apart from you guys giving me $9, which will be, let's be honest, is a bit, isn't it? Not a bit of money. It's a it's a comedic bit that I, that I would get you to to advertise on here, so I can rinse shit through your uh, partner's law firm. Uh, shout out to Bridget. Thank you for the nine dollars. Still have to see my PayPal details. Haven't actually given me anything yet. Um, but un- until I get at least a thousand of you that I can start shilling things to, um, and start pretending that I'm actually wearing Mounties, where I'm wearing Bonds, obviously. Bonds, throw us some money. Um, all right, let's get back into the show. We, we uh, I've, I've had a good week. I've just gotten back from Perth, uh, from Western Australia, um, not Scotland. It's, um, you know, sometimes I think maybe I want to escape the rat race. Sometimes I think, hey, maybe I need to get out of this big city life and, and go live 
in, in, in somewhere a bit smaller, in, in, in somewhere a little bit more laid back, a bit slower, out of the rat race entirely, you know. And then I go to Perth, I'm like, who are these fucking savages? Now, if you're from Perth, obviously I'm not talking about you, but for the most, for the rest of them, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh my God, hey, Jesus. Have some common decency and move to Sydney or Melbourne, would you? My God. My partner's from Brisbane. Sometimes I go and meet her friends who never left Brisbane, and I'm like, yeah, you, you can stay here, actually. Um, if, if you have no intention, if you just don't even feel the need to come and live in the greatest city in Australia, uh, then, then really, we, we don't need you. We, we got more than enough dull bludging. I don't know what I'm even trying to say here. Um, it, but despite that, I had a lovely time in Perth. Um, because uh, as, as much as the people, uh, you know, lack ambition and aspiration, I think that's pretty fair to say. I think it's pretty fair to say everybody in Western Australia kind of just doesn't really try that hard at anything. I, I think I can, I feel quite qualified to say that based on the uh, zero Western Australians that I spoke to. I went to a wedding in Perth um, and it was, it, was, uh, it was pretty much, as far as I can tell, exclusively attended by city siders, both the bride and groom, you know, Mostly based in Sydney, the bride's parents based in Perth. That's why they uh, they did the wedding there. And um, so the minute I entered what, what was a very exclusive venue, and then realised that suddenly I was surrounded yet again by people from the east coast. Oh, what a relief! Oh, it was like a load had been lifted off of my shoulders. Um, Perth, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Um, got got in an argument with an Uber driver about whether or not UFC is barbaric. Um, and yet still got five stars from him. So that was exciting. He got three from me. That's what you get for questioning your customers. I got We got an Uber back from the um, airport the other day, and there was a guy, he, he'd just been fired from his IT job, and he basically started pitching himself to come and work at, my, at BD or my company. It's like, what are you doing? These people who haven't done Uber enough to have the soul sucked out of them, it's so frustrating. Just hate your job like the rest of us, would you please? None of this like, oh, I got into Uber because I'm a people person. That is the last thing that I want from my Uber driver is a people person. I want a total misanthropist. Is that the word? Misanthrope. Damn. Damn. Could have been smart and said the clever word. Instead, got it wrong. Sound like an idiot. Misanthrope. It's someone who doesn't like people. Uh, look it up. Good. It's a great word. Misogyny, anti-woman, misandry, anti-man, misanthrope, anti-people, like anthropology. Aren't we learning? Welcome to Show Some Respect, Tom is Showing Off podcast. Tom almost gets words and occasionally uh, looks up the etymology of things. Etymology, also a good word. This Uber driver, he, he, he literally started asking us to add him on LinkedIn. It was crazy. Like You need to be doing this. For, he was only doing it three hours a day. You need to be doing this eight hours a day, seven days a week, and just really let the realities of the fact that you are driving for a living just eat away at you until there is no personality left. That's what I want from an Uber driver. You, I want, you know the worst thing you get? When you get an Uber driver and the guy has an, a, a Christian name and a five-star rating, that is bad news because that means you have someone who has all of the entitlement of being uh, what I'm going to presume is a straight white man in Australia with none of, of, the, of the eating away at you that comes with, with consistent Uber rides. No one's getting five stars and has done more than 100 trips, so you still, 
more than 20 trips. More than 20, if, if you're still at five stars, I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's concerning its own right. How much Mentos are you giving away? I want like 5.87 from Muhammad and then a whole bunch of characters from a language I don't speak. That's the dream Uber driver. That's a guy who has no interest in chit-chat. That's a guy who barely acknowledges I'm in the car. I want you to take calls in a language I don't understand under your breath. Just loud enough that I, that I can slow, kind of hear it in the back half of my podcast. Like it sounds like Joe Rogan has an Islamic radio station on in the background. That's what I want for my Uber driver. I don't want a, I don't, I don't want an entrepreneur who is just sort of, you know, who's who's just making a bit on the side while he waits for his his marketing agency to take off. No, I don't. I don't want. I want career. Uber driver who was a doctor in his home country. That's what I want. All right. Somewhere between a taxi driver and a real person. Uber, right in the middle. That's that's the dream. Anyway, went to a wedding in Perth. Now that I've, I've criticised... Uh, how many groups of people can I criticise today? So far I have uh, uh, Western Australians, Uber drivers, taxi drivers and women. Um, not all women, just those who are in favour of International Women's Day. Do you really deserve a, a whole day, guys, girls? A whole day? I was uh, I, I was in Perth for a, for a wedding uh, at a at one of, one of the most exclusive men's clubs in Perth. Um, Christian oh, Porter, the guy with all the accusations. He's a member. Uh, Peter Dutton, the most evil looking of politicians. Like, if there was a movie about politicians and the bad guy politician looked like Peter Dutton, you'd be like, they don't look like that, but they do. Uh, member as well. It, it, it was truly the, the, the highest of the high of straight white men who have re- realistically done the lowest of the low of things. I would just presume. I would just presume. I'm not going to say the name of it, but uh, as far as I understand, I can't imagine Perth has more than one men's club. How many, You can't diversify your men that, that clearly. Um, and it was like, it was a, it, it was a combination. I would put it this way. It, it was, um, a man, a, a group of, of people. Um, not all of them. I would say, I would say actually the, 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 the parents and, uh, the parents of the bride and groom and their friends, a staggering amount of wealth, uh, without any of the common decency of being ashamed of it. You know, that kind of old school approach to wealth of like, yeah, not only am I wealthy, I want you all to know about it, as opposed to what I would say is my my approach to wealth, which is um, my parents are wealthy, and I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry about it. I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking. Seriously, uh, I, and and yes, I'm gonna I'm at some day that that wealth will be mine. But boy, am I gonna feel pretty rotten about it. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really worse off uh, in my hands. Sorry, give it give it to charity. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. And I was talking to this one guy at the at the recovery who was of this ilk. He was one of the parents' friends or whatever. And he was dressed. He was dressed to go sailing. And I don't just mean he was wearing boat shoes. I mean he was wearing a sailing out. Like he, the only thing he was lacking was a life vest. And he was ready to head on one of what I can only presume is many of his yachts. His wife had the picture of a yacht as the background on her phone. That that is, I mean, the that's the upper class. That's the upper class equivalent 
of having a photo of like a staffy you rescued on your phone. You know, the thing that you love more than your husband in the absence of any children. That's what I presume. That's how I read into that. And this guy, this guy said to me, I didn't even know this guy. I don't even think we swapped names. He was drinking rosé. And he, he, and just to be clear, he was wearing a polo shirt that was sponsored from like the Sydney to Hobart from 2016. The Rolex, it was a Rolex sponsored event with a matching belt from the same event. It was just, it was out, outrageous what this guy was getting away with. And he, he, he's talking to a group of us and he said, oh, I, can't, I was told to come dressed as an Aussie yachtsman. And I showed up and, uh, and, and I said, uh, and they said, no, you look like, an Eng- you look like a pommy yachtsman. And then he holds up his glass of rose. They said, well, if I look like a pommy yachtsman, I guess I'm drinking pufta wine then. That's, that's, this is what this man said to me. I don't know who this man was. He said to a group of 30-something-year-old people at this at a, at a wedding recovery, he described rosé as puff to wine. And I, had one or two, and I had one or two options. I could have said, I could have said, you know, mate, that's really not appropriate to use that kind of term, let alone in the midst of world pride. So, uh, no, I'm not going to cheers that, all right? That is not okay. And, and really, you should, you should check yourself. I know you were born in a different generation. You can't be calling rosé pufta wine in 2023, all right? Um, but what I actually said was, oh, mate, all wines pufta wine and cheers them with my beer just to really ring it home of, 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 of what the packing order is between us. Um, so, look, it was, um, it, w- it, was, it was okay. It was, it, was, it was an all right time. I have, am yet to live out, um, long-term listeners of the show would know, a, a, long, a long-standing fantasy of mine which is to see someone left at the altar. A true dream. A true dream. I guess I'm going to have to wait until my wedding to see that. But <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I really would love to see just a bride or groom. No, I guess it would either a bride not turn up or a groom get cold feet. That would be, what a thrill. What a thrill. Apparently it almost never happens anymore. Hollywood has lied to me yet again. Um but uh, look, it was it was an interesting wedding. Uh, a lot of a lot of men crying, which I don't know if you get this vibe from me or any of the previous episodes or just you know uh, everything that I represent. That's no good. No, I'm I'm not in favor of an event where a man cries and someone someone hasn't died. That's no, that's not all right. The the bride got through her entire vows without so much as a tear. Not even a, didn't choke up once. The the groom couldn't even get a word out until tears were streaming down. And 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 the women. The women in response said, oh. And I'm going, no, no, no. You're not getting away with this, mate. No. Just because you can cry on your wedding date doesn't mean you should. The best man cried during his speech. Don't, no, be funny. Tell us about an STD that the, the groom caught once, please. All right? I don't need to, I don't need to hear this, this sentimental... Bullshit, all right? That's what the parents were for. You be funny. You be funny immediately. My best men, or man, better. Oh, you better be funny. Seriously. If anyone's going, I mean, obviously I will. Obviously I will. And actually, no, I take it back. My best man better not steal the spotlight from me. I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I am going to deliver such a speech on my wedding day. I'm going to be so touching and charming and emotional yet funny. No one's even going to remember that my bride was there. That's how good I'm going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be something else. And we're going to be giving away tickets to the ceremony on this podcast. So stay tuned. 
I haven't told my partner this, but four lucky listeners are going to be at my nuptials uh, representing the podcast. We're going to do a live podcast from the wedding, uh, and, and, and you know, and and uh, and and possibly also at whatever whenever the second wedding is, because this might be the end of my career and my relationship. But look, anything to get no, anything to get the numbers. Um, well, this is the thing I keep forgetting to bring up. This this might be a a good thing to mention. I went on the Sitting Morning Herald today, and uh, and the first thing that came up, the first thing, big big news banner across the entire page: Australia due to go to war with China within three years. Did, was anyone was anyone aware? Did anyone? I almost just threw in the towel and everything then and there. I almost called my boss to quit. I'm not three years. I am I going to have to go? These are the questions that I had. And then I scroll down and it's like, how to celebrate International Women's Day? It's like, who fucking cares? Three years. Why Why are we still... You, do you think, you know, you know China, you, do you think they're wasting military time celebrating International Women's Day? No, those women are out there in the field learning how to military crawl under barbed wire. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what their women are doing. That's why they're winning. Why am I learning a South African accent? I need to be learning Mandarin. This is, I didn't really have anything else to say. Three years. War with China, fuck me. Did you find out about it through this as well? Because I went back on the Sydney Morning Herald, that news story had been relegated. That wasn't the big story anymore. Now the big story is the RBA lifts rates to 11-year high. Who? What? Three years. Who cares what your mortgage costs? Sell it, buy a house in Beijing. It's probably still going to be there in five years' time as opposed to ours. It's going to be bombed into oblivion. My word. What is this world coming to? So I guess as of next week, I'm going to have to be learning how to do Liam Neeson's speech and taken in Mandarin or Cantonese. Dial in. You guys vote. That's cool. They can be involved in that. Does anyone... Does, does Spotify go to China? If not, how do I get on there? How do I get on that Chinese TikTok? Got to start writing some very pro-communism jokes. Oh. We, um, look, I'm, 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 we've got to start wrapping things up. Pretty pretty soon we'll we'll get to, we'll get to the end. I, I don't know what else have I got to tell you. I watched the UFC on the weekend and um, watched the UFC. For those unaware, John Jones, the UFC light heavyweight champion, former light heavyweight champion, possibly the greatest mixed martial arts artist of all time, uh, took on Cyril Gane for the vacant heavyweight title. John Jones won in stunning fashion. Was absolutely dominant. And uh, in, in, and I promise I'm getting somewhere that is more relevant if you don't care about MMA. But was just so good, beat him convincingly, and uh, and, and it was it was an exciting moment for the sport. It really was. And then I was reminded uh, by a lot of people on the internet that John Jones has been charged with domestic battery and assault. And it's at that moment I realized I love sport, but I hate athletes because they just keep letting me down. This is here's a running tally of things that my favorite athletes have done. My favorite NRL footballers um, over the years have uh, shat in the hallway of a hotel room on a night out, um, pissed into their own mouth, uh, simulated a sex act on a dog, and let's just be thankful I'm not a huge Jared Hayne fan because we all know how that story ends. So there's there's that. Um, my favourite mixed martial artists have been charged with domestic violence, uh, punched an old man in a pub, 
and uh, also have some, some pretty heavy allegations of sexual assault, if unconfirmed. Um, my favorite WWE wrestler killed his wife and child, possibly the worst one. Possibly that one was the worst one. When I was, for those unaware, Chris Benoit, my number one favorite wrestler, when I was like 13 years old, I loved the WWE, killed his wife and child. And, but boy, do I love wrestling. It didn't, it didn't take the joy of wrestling out for me. Oh, and look, let's, let's, I'll do my last little bit that I, I, I was just, I, I don't know, I've just got to come out and say this. I've, I've been watching maths. I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy. But this is what I've learned is I, I thought I was better than you all, and I still do in many ways, but I thought, I thought, you know, the, the mainstream, watching The Bachelor and Marriott First Sight, I was like, what is wrong with these people? Seriously, just... They, but, you know, I've, I've watched about 10 minutes of it of one evening and I am hooked. I need to know what's going to happen with, with Bronte and, uh, and, and Colin. I, I just, I need to know. And Darren, that's his name. I knew, I got it the first time when I did this podcast a little while ago when I did a bad one. It was, I got it right. Is it Darren? Is that his name? It's just, it's so addictive. It's so, I mean, so many layers. There is just something about watching people argue just couples especially. Couples have the arguments that we, we've all, that, you know, we're a little bit too mature to have. Like, I wish I just said whatever the fuck I felt at all times. And they're like, oh, you, if you did, you'd be on maths. I mean, first of all, married at first sight. If they were worth marrying, they wouldn't be on it married at first sight, would they? If they were really, if you are a 32-year-old a, a who is on married at first sight, you need to, you need someone to have a, a television contract to agree to marry you, that is an indictment on everything that you've been through to that point. That is not a good sign for everything you stand for. Um, but And <laughs> the, I, my other favorite thing is they, they, they <laughs> always position it as an experiment. That's the premise of the show. We're, we're, we're in the midst of an experiment uh, to see what happens um, when you take, uh, B, you know, B to C grade... Uh, retail models and pair them up with a guy uh, and tell them that they are now wed to each other for eternity. Um, because I think <laughs> it's such an experiment. It's so scientific. It's funny also as watching like the therapist. There's a, there's a therapist who kind of uh, guides them through this experiment together um, who, you know, is like, you know, we're, we're here to help you grow as human beings slash make great television, mostly the latter. If, if we need to make you guys slightly worse people to, to keep our viewers at home entertained, we're probably going to do that. But, but hey, I'm, I, you can trust me. I'm on television playing a doctor. So you needn't worry. Um, the other thing about the, just like, I swear, the last experiment most of those female contestants were involved in was just testing the newest form of plastic surgery, I'm sure. There is no way. Every single one of those woman, women just look like they're allergic to shellfish but refuse to op stop eating lobster. There is just, it's so much swollen. So not a human lip or, what's the other thing? Cheek? I don't know what it is. They just look like they're constantly anaphylactic. It's something else. But I'm in. I'm I'm in. It's but and even I was thinking like if you had to describe what happened in an episode to math someone to make them sound interesting, you'd be it would just be like, yeah, I could have told you that would happen. You wouldn't believe. So last night they took these. Uh, also, no gay people on maths. How was no one upset about? This? Surely someone's upset about it. It's got to have happened. 
um, you, you take you take twenty people, twenty predominantly white people, white Australians, and and we and we put them in a mansion, and we gave them a lot of wine, uh, and 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 we and this is last night's episode by the way that we we split them up, right? We we put uh, the men in one side of the house and the women in the other side of the house, and you're not going to believe it. You know, so they take the women, they give them a whole bunch of white wine, and uh, and they barely know each other, and they take them. And they put them in one side of the house, and at first they get along really well, and then they start calling each other bitches. It's crazy. You you would not read about it. I never saw it. Come. And meanwhile, the boys go to the other side of the house, and they have a bunch of beers, and they just kind of sit there, and everything's fine. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? The women, they, be- oh, I can't, am I really going down this way? On International Women's Day, it's not even so much the women, it's the type of women they choose really, isn't it? It's the type of women who might not all be models, but they would drop their career path in a heartbeat to be one. That's the vibe I get from the cast of maths. And, you know, with that questionable, possibly misogynistic take on International Women's Day, hey, thanks for listening. A big shout out to our beautiful female listeners. You guys are the real heroes. Uh, is that is that? Do I have anything else to add? Not really. It's as good as it's going to get. Hey, tell people I'm going to Adelaide, would you, please? And tell them to come. And uh, keep listening, I guess. Subscribe. Give us a review. Tell your friends. But until next time, I've been Tom Woodkin. Uh, see ya.